0: Hey, I'm Kevin Pettit. And I'm Martin Fraser. And we are Loud Americans Discussing Soccer, better known as <coughs> Shit. I forgot to crack a beer. I'm just you drinking d- the beer that I'm drinking. We are grateful, uh thankful to be greeted by Anthony Chopa, uh, from Two Foot Talk from Suburban Hood Rats. Uh Anthony, how you doing? Doing great. How are you guys doing?
1: Um Chilling like a villain, I am in high spirits because of the horrid display that Messi uh did this uh past game, what, like three hours ago? So I think the uh most important question that we have to ask you is not only how you are doing But how this adds to the GOAT talk, the GOAT debate, Messi versus Ronaldo, because Kevin is Messi, I'm Ronaldo, and now, of course, we're bringing in a completely neutral party, the Real Madrid fan, Anthony Chopa,
0: Our Real Madrid ambassador. So, uh, Anthony, give us your thoughts about the Argentina-Croatia game. All right, well, first of all, how am I doing?
2: I bet the money line on Croatia at plus 305. I was wearing my Major jersey in the bar talking shit. So I'm feeling fantastic right now. You
0: you seem fantastic. And you know what? For for a betting man, my bookie is fucking taking all my money cuz I got Argentina going far and if they don't make it out of group stage, I'm fucked. So I bet you're feeling really nice right now.
2: Well, I mean, after that performance, the fact that they had Argentina going is like your bookie's probably just looking at it laughing at you, but
0: well, he I mean, doesn't know. He doesn't know anything about soccer, so he was like, "All right." But now he's like, "All right." Like, you not, owe me money. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's, he's shaking his fist like you fucking moron. So, so he's he's pretty much just
2: looking at his kids' college fund, just
0: going up and up, pretty much. Pretty much. So, but so, what did you make out of the like you know limp dick performance by Argentina? They pretty much gave up, kind of like the Cavaliers and the uh, NBA final. What did you make of it?
2: Well, I mean, people want to, like, put the spotlight on Messi, but really, like, we got to look at that manager. What what the hell are you doing? Like, first of all, to begin the tournament, there was, like, some roster questions where it's like, wow, you're not going to bring a Cardi. And, like, they're looking at a back line where you don't realize, like, there's no names that you really recognize. I mean, it's Otamendi, but after that, it's kind of like, all right, well, maybe he has a certain vision. He has a certain plan. And after watching these two games by Argentina, like, this guy has no fucking clue what he's doing.
0: No, he seems lost. Like when you look at the people on the bench with De Maria, Higuain, Fat Man, of course, and you know, DiBala. It's kind of shocking. Like even Rojo. Like you know, Martin's a Man United fan. Like I,
1: I I'm not even a fan of Rojo though. Like yeah. if we're being honest, I don't think Rojo's that good. But there was such a better starting eleven that uh, Sampoli could have put out, and he just chose not to do it. So uh, first and foremost. Like, who would you start compared to uh, Sam Poldi starting at 11?
2: Well, I'm going to be honest. The back line is a fucking toss up. You can pretty much. It's a okay. good to get Mascherana for me in the middle. But you got to get Caballero out in that. I'll bring Romero have to, if I have to back in that. And the outside backs, I don't even care. They're all kind of washed to me. I'll put old ass Avaletta back there. I don't care. Back line.
0: The back line is already a lost cause, if you ask me. I already almost forgot about Zabaleta, so thank you for reminding me of his, like, you know, existence. I
1: forgot he was Argentinian, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, No,
0: absolutely. I totally forgot. But it was, like, even from the get-go, from the, um, you know, national anthem, you know, Messi, like, hand-and-face-palming his own face, you know, and, like, it seemed like Argentina went in this with a really bad mentality, and after that huge fuck-up by uh, Caballero, it seemed like the whole soul was sucked out of him. What do you think?
2: I mean, yeah, that was kind of just like the icing on the cake for him, taking 11 shots on a filmmaker and not being able to score and then not getting the result against Croatia off of And the winner eventually ended up being that first goal from Caballero, getting it right to Rebic, which was just, I I don't know, like, what you're doing, like, if that works on the training ground for you or something, Willie, but you got something wrong with you.
0: Yeah, it just seemed like it just totally, like, poor planning by the manager like they just seemed you know, unorganized like
2: you're playing FIFA and like you forgot the whole square long enough so it just goes to the complete wrong person <laughs> the other
1: team <laughs> I, love I love that, that. that's yeah. like the perfect example because like I don't think anyone uh thought that Caballero, Willy Caviero was a good goalkeeper coming into this but I don't think anyone saw him playing as shit as he did and He had so much time to clear that ball, but once uh, he cleared it right to uh, Rebic, it felt like the soul of Argentina, all their fight was just sucked out of them in that minute and almost after that goal, I felt like there was no way that Argentina could have ever came back. Did you see any fight in Argentina after that first goal?
2: Well, what was making me kind of like shit my pants was like, yo, Rebic, are you not taking a up? You're going to volley that first time? And I was like, did he just kick it over? And it sunk right in. I was just like, ooh. Yeah, that was a da-. It was like a, only a one goal lead, but it was a dagger. Like you said, like the soul was completely sucked out of them. I mean, they tried to put the on, which was kind of a lose-lose situation for him because either he does really well and brings it back and you look like a dumbass for not playing him to begin with, or he doesn't do anything.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like, all right, DiBala, this is your time, even though it's like, well, I haven't had any fucking starting. And minutes, it was in
1: the you know I mean? like seventy-fifth minute, and they brought a uh, fat man, Higuain, in in the fiftieth well, minutes. Think they no, I don't know yeah, either. Aguero's I, always been shit on the national team. I just thought Sampoli was absolute dog shit from the get-go throughout the game because he brought on Higuain in the 50th minute. He brought on Dybala in, what, the 70th minute. It just felt like he pulled a Mourinho and waited way too long to make any type of substitution. So Any significant ones. Yeah, and it. and this is me talking. But it felt like he waited way too long to try and change the game. And by the time he actually made those substitutions, it was way too late.
2: Well, I don't want to blame it on just, like, straight, like, not having stars in. But if you look at their lineup, it's just kind of like, can you even, like, know, do you even know half the names that are on there? Like, you have Vanega on the bench, you have Di Maria on the bench, Ball on the bench, that can all strengthen your midfield. So I'm just confused why you're leaving them all there, like, I know that they were having fights in the training, like, between the coach and the assistant coach about, like, what drills to do and whatnot. But I just don't understand why you're putting people like Acuna and Salvio in when you have Davala and Di Maria. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, even if you have to put one of them out of their position, it's still going to be better than what you have out
0: there. Absolutely. Like, you know, some household names, you know what I mean? Like, what people who pay to watch his World Cup. These are the stars you want to see, and it's just it's shocking. You know what I mean? And yeah,
2: like, how is Iniesta still starting at, like, age, like, what? What is he, 57 now? Like, how is he still starting for the Spanish Roundabout. But Di Maria and them can't get a starting spot.
0: I don't know, man. And, like, people were saying, like, Dybala's the next, I don't want to say Messi, but the next Argentinian star to replace him. You know what I mean? And he's not even starting in this World Cup when he's, like, approaching his prime. It's, like, really... Arguably,
1: like, the... Top five players, top ten players in the world, and he can't even in make Syria. that. In Syria, yeah. definitely, and he can't even make that that uh, starting spot. And I, I mean, you know as well as I do, there's rumors that he can't play well with Messi. Messi doesn't like playing well with him. But the fact of the matter is, Messi has so much talent around him. He has to sacrifice something. He has to sacrifice something. And DiBala is a pure talent, and if we can move on to kind of the GOAT debate, Ronaldo can play with anyone around him. He doesn't pick and choose his starters. He just plays with the people he plays with. And Messi kind of embarrassed himself in this World Cup because he didn't want to play with Dybala and he was embarrassed because of it.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean... The whole goat debate. I mean, you see Ronaldo growing out the little beard now. He's growing out the young leg beard.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, he's taking yeah. off. He's taking after you, obviously.
2: Yeah, that. I mean, I'm pretty sure he said, hmm, "This kid lives in Downingtown, Pennsylvania." Well, yeah, he looks good.
0: I'm gonna have to do that. He's definitely the goat. Um, yeah, I mean that whole charisma like talk he had, where he's like, "I'm gonna keep this if I score in this game." I mean, you know, as someone with facial hair, that's like. You know, I, I was thinking about tweeting Alexi Lalas, like, hey, yo, someone with really bad facial hair when they played, what do you think? But uh, I don't know. I mean, it's paid off. He got that great goal to win the game against, what was it, Morocco? Correct? And, yeah. Say, until he stops scoring, that's when we
2: can make fun of him. But until that happens, he's good. He can continue to grow. He can, like, braid that if he wants a little tiny, like, <laughs> help with
0: that i love that i think it's um you know keep it why not you know like people wear their fucking lucky socks you know some teams have sex some teams don't like germany you know do what you have to do to win you know what i mean
2: yeah well i'm just gonna say mexico had that sex party and how'd that go for you germany
0: um i'm just saying you know orgies pay off you know people should have more orgies i'm
2: pretty sure scientists already proved that that orgies are
0: great um, Always sunny proved that they have buffets. So if you watch Always Sunny, <laughs> buffets they have buffets and orgies. <laughs> people wear masks and they have orgies. How else can you do it, honestly? Yeah, I mean people get hungry after they have sex. Um, so what are other your big takeaways? Uh, how about Russia? Russia has been absolutely like you know dominant in this World Cup. The home nation. What do you take from them having an eight plus goal differential, uh, or just um, eight goals in debt in general?
2: Well. For me, Russia, like, what really makes their wins more impressive is how Uruguay just did not show up to the two teams that Russia happened to beat the shit out of. Uruguay only squeaked past both of them. And Uruguay was supposed to be, like, the easy out-and-out winner. And, like, they're supposed to be the most talented team in that group. But Russia and they're like, low-key cheating president, whatever dictator, whatever you want to call them, that's, like, giving them the secret, the secret, Mike secret stuff or, like, the extra steroids. I don't know what they're doing, but I know they're cheating. I, feel. I mean, to, to see them just smack those teams around in Uruguay with two of the players we have in our generation, in my opinion, not even getting more than one goal. Like, Cavani still hasn't hit the score sheet, has
0: he? Ooh, no one's talking about that. Yeah, my big takeaway is, is like, you know, Uruguay has those household names, the Suarez, Cavani. I mean, I don't even see Godin in that with that – at Atletico, Madrid. Um, so, yeah, it, I think Russia has been the big standout surprise of this World Cup. I mean, mostly because they've played two games, but besides them, Senegal, and Japan, you know what I mean? Like, Russia has been the huge, like, you know, runaway in terms of surprises.
2: Well, I mean, don't get it twisted. Russia still, to me, has a lot to prove because who they beat? Egypt and...
0: Um, Saudi Arabia. And Sp- yeah, Saudi Arabia was the worst ranking in the
2: tournament, and they just happened to get them on their opening day in their group in the easiest group, but whatever, that's still shady. Russia, we, we're watching it, but just the fact that they only beat them in Egypt with a half-busted Salah who really didn't, like, get the ball that much, it's not that impressive to me, but at the same time, home field advantage, they're really taking advantage of it, and they look really good, they look dangerous. They have a couple players, like, Sherry Shev, Old Madrid guy, like, they have a couple players that are
0: now just kind of balling out. Also, if you're playing fantasy, sure, you Sherry Chef, great pickup. Already got me seven points. Oh, ooh. well, my bracket in uh, you know, our FIFA World Cup bracket is totally fucked. So let's uh, let's just, you know, because I didn't have Russia. I had picked Egypt because I was on the Mosulat train. Obviously, I'm... Uh, no, it's fine. You know, we, we everyone, I mean, Martin just talked about that, how the media hyped him up so much. But, I mean, for for good cause, but also, like, it kind of hurt him a little bit but let's let's move on um who do you think has been you know in terms of like the kind of like dark horse teams like the Frances, Belgiums, like England's out of those like three teams I just mentioned who do you like the most
2: um who do I like the most or who I think is like the most realistic shot because I like France the most but I think Belgium's
1: the most dangerous I uh I got to agree with you uh Shopa um, I actually have France going to the final but I'm kind of regretting my decision to uh, pick them to go to the final because France looks the most shaky and Belgium looks the most dangerous and I think uh, and I want your opinion here who is the most dangerous team based off individual and collective talent.
0: Of who, of who, as of everyone who's played right now, who are you most scared of? For me, it's Croatia. I think Croatia is a is kind of like really dangerous, and no one really saw this coming. Who do you think is the most dangerous team based on who's played so far?
2: Um. Well, to me, the most dangerous team in every single World Cup is always Brazil. They always have talent, young, old, experienced, brand new. You have Gabriel Jesus, who was painting at last World Cup, who's now starting at their number nine, and. They're just, like, they have the most trophies for a reason. They're always the most dangerous, in my opinion. And then I'd say probably, like, Germany and Belgium is in their golden era right now, so they're probably the most dangerous. And I, I'm trying to stay away from my bias, which is to always go for Spain, but obviously Spain's another one.
0: Do you think Do you think Germany will bounce back from that Mexico loss? Do you think Mexico... Oh, yeah.
2: I guarantee Germany beats the shit out of Sweden. You can, you can quote me on that if you have to. You guys can come back and call me out if you have to, but I think they're going to... Beat
1: the, the absolute shit out of Sweden. Fuck yeah, I I dig that because I thought the uh, Germany went or Germany loss against Mexico was kind of a fluke, but I'm I'm kind of the most interested in your uh, allegation that Spain is gonna do well. Um, I mean, I think that they have the grittiest, the most muscle-ridden, the most motherfucker player in the world with Diego Costa, but. I genuinely can't see them going any farther than the uh, quarterfinals. I just don't think that they can do it with the uh, coaching situation who's beating them in the quarterfinals? in the quarterfinal i have uh I have France beating them actually really in my in my bracket but if i'm uh, if I can rearrange it yeah I'd still put France beating them
2: whole thing with Spain is that Spanish football is the most beautiful when it comes to just fundamental quick
1: Agreed. Absolutely football. agreed. But so, my problem is with the coach. The coaching situation, not the players.
2: Well the whole coaching situation is my only problem with it so far is that he's trying to give like Niesta this Kobe farewell tour when mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. opinion Niesta shouldn't be on the field right now. The fact that Thiago didn't even touch the field last mm. game is but when you have Koke, Saul, Tiago, and Asensio on the bench and you're still starting Iniesta to like do it out of respect, it's like I guess that's okay for the group stages. But once it gets to the knockout, that's when you put the real 11 in. That's my only problem with the coach. Other than that, it's still Spanish football. He's been in the Spanish Football Federation. He knows how the system should work and how it can be successful. And he knows, well, he should know the right players to put in.
0: Wow, I love that. I I honestly like, you know, I love Spanish football so much. I fell in love with it when they were in South Africa for the most part back when Sess and all them and like Alonso were just killing it. So for
1: this They went out in in the group stages. In 2010
0: when they won it. Okay, thank you. All right, hi. That's five. on me. That's on me. That's on me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Martin, <laughs> Martin just team fuck Martin. Yeah. I just want to I just okay, want to okay. talk shit, man. All right, all right, Anthony. Are we on team fuck Martin? I'm always on Team Fuck Martin. Martin is very, you know, self, uh, you know.
1: Uh, hate and emasculating stuff, ema- ema- that's yeah. how
0: Martin
2: feels anytime he
0: walks
1: into the pub he's like alright fuck Martin let's get it let's go let's go All it's right. the life but, of a Manchester United fan I can't help it
0: but Anthony real quick I, I totally agree with you I think Spanish football is, what, especially that Portugal game I know it ended up with a draw but after watching that it would, they felt like the most organized most just like you know we're gonna take this and just you know it, it was kind of unfortunate with David De Gea and that free kick what are you gonna do uh, so, um, first of all David, De- that, that whole tie was a fluke
2: David De Gea is never going to do that again for that lefty goal Ronaldo head. and Ronaldo I'm sorry love you bro but that free kick was a fluke and you know it you kicked every other one over into the wall during the season so you're probably like what one for 80 right now
1: wow so I'm but, actually, but he showed he showed I'm actually going to agree with you Shope but like I mean I think between uh, yourself and me uh, we probably have like eight hard-ons for Renato. We love Renato so much. At least. But Renato has kind of turned into a piece of shit when it comes to free kicks. So I 100% agree with you. That was a fluke. That was lucky. But it looks so good on paper and after the game. And I, I want you to debate with me here. I think uh, Renato is the best player in the tournament so far.
2: Um, I mean, there's no, I mean, the only debate you could really do for that is if, like, you want to throw, like, a midfielder's name in there that's, like, just been absolutely dominating. So you throw, like, a Kevin DeBroy and a Modric or, like, an Isco name in there. But other than that, Cristiano Ronaldo has his backpack on. He already has four goals. One was a hat trick, or uh, one game was a hat trick against Spain. So you can't really argue that he's not the best player. But I also want to give credit where credit's due. Like, uh, Kevin De Bruyne, I feel like everyone really downplayed that one outside of the boot assist he had, which was fucking incredible. Modric, is, Modric and Rakitic are backpacking Croatia throughout. Like, they I mean, if you look at that back line, their best defender is Lovren, so that's sketchy right there in itself. And I mean, I don't know. There's just other players you could say, like, Isco's the engine behind the Spanish midfield, but Ronaldo is just absolutely dominating with a team that is completely relying on everything he does like even if you look at their interviews they're like well we're playing with Ronaldo so you got to step your game up like you want to show up just for him like it's important that we go, come the same level as him even if we don't think we're actually capable of it like that's what we're going to try and do
1: yeah and I, I mean I think Ronaldo's been the best player of the tournament so far I think the most surprising player has been uh, Dejan Lovren he looks like a completely different player than he is on Liverpool. He's not uh, scoring own goals. He's not making mistakes at the back. But uh, to your point about uh, KDB, Kevin De Bruyne, in the game against Panama, he gave so many balls away, but... Hey, after halftime, he did a lot better. But Kevin De Bruyne, I think that one pass, that one assist, just overwhelmed every single mistake that he made. Because it was just, it was just such a fucking beautiful assist. Like that shit, like took my breath away. The outside of the boot, the bend of the ball, right to Lukaku's head. It was just, it was just fucking gorgeous. And like Kevin De Bruyne has that ability, like you said, to 100 percent just shock people. And I, I think Kevin De Bruyne can really prove himself in this World Cup, especially with Belgium. I've Belgium going pretty far. And um, if he is more consistent and is consistent as he was on Manchester City, I think he can be player of the tournament. To be perfectly honest. Um, well, here's my
2: comment about your uh, Kevin De Bruyne spiel: is that it's kind of like um, when you know your team is way better and you know that you're going to dominate this game when you're as good as Kevin De Bruyne is. Uh, it's just kind of like, alright, well, let's see if this shit works. It's like, that's where you experiment, and that's where you're, like, kind of cool with him experimenting, because it's Panama. They won 3 nothing. He had a beautiful assist that he obviously experimented with that outside the football. Like, this is where you want him to try some different things. Like, so, I'm not that upset with all the passes, because even when he has a bad game like that, he still puts up, what, two assists, so.
1: Exactly, man. to quote the best movie in cinema history, Fired Up, get cocky, bitches. He got real cocky, motherfucker.
0: So, Anthony, I have one more question. And who do you have winning the tournament? I actually haven't found out. Who do you think is going to win this whole, you know, spiel? Who's going to win this big shebang? Oh,
2: well, bias or not, it's Las Rojas, España. We out here. We're running through Group B, and we're coming for everyone else. Once the knockouts start, that's when the real Spanish football comes out, and we're going to be ruthless. We got Ramos. We got PK. We got the big man up top, Diego Costa. Nobody wants these big problems. Someone started a fight with us, except for Serbia. I'm scared as fuck of those motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>
0: everyone's <laughs> everyone's always been scared of Serbia. Don't get me wrong. Have you looked at them? They don't look human. So don't let, let, let's be honest. They, they they
2: all look like hitmen. They all
0: look like hitmen. The shaved heads. I don't, I'm I'm scared. I'm absolutely terrified. So
1: I think uh, I think uh, that this Spanish uh, federation of football is not going to make it all the way solely based on their coach alone Um, I know that Kevin and I both love Diego Costa obviously I love David De Gea but I think when push comes to shove experience in the tactics experience in the coaching situation is going to win out because I mean for motherfucking sakes Herrero just got appointed, what, like he was one, off, day, he was sitting one day?
0: On the, he was sitting on the couch. So yeah, do you, exactly. Do you think that might play a role in, like, you know, a late-game situation?
2: Well, I mean, he was already part of the Spanish Football Federation. He was.
1: What was he, the GM or something?
2: Yeah, he already had a job. I thought it was low-key shady how they got rid of my Madrid man. I
1: did, I did, too. I did, too. I love I that shit. It,
2: I, and I don't want to try to butcher it and sound stupid right now, so. That's I know a, how to spell it, but I can't say it right.
1: It's, it's like, a... It's a,
2: that's,
0: that's totally okay, but Anthony, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Where can people find you? Where they, they can reach out to you to comment on what you've said?
2: So I'm the president of Two Foot Talk. You can find me at Shopa Aj. Just look for a pineapple and anything that says Young Leg. And catch me on Suburban Hood Rats also. We just dropped season two. Expect to have the lads on soon. We're going to have a World Cup version. Talk some shit, drink some beers. You already know the deal. At Hood Rat Tings. Alright.
0: At Tings. All at, right. Ting. at, Tings. Yeah. at Tings. So, Anthony, thank you so much for having us on. Cheers. You're always a pleasure to have on. You're fucking great company. We're a big fan of your work, and I hope you're a fan of ours. So, thank you again. Yeah, you guys are aight. Uh, we, aight. we aight. We aight. We aight. Sometimes I feel like I'm just talking to my.